This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women and addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women in addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here. I'm a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. And I'm super excited to be back with you today for episode 98. This is called Intentional Recovery, is what I've titled this episode. Um, A few years ago, my little sister introduced me to the idea of, like, she called it a year word. So she had read a blog post somewhere and I wish I could like find the original person and give credit to them, but I can't. So shout out to you, whoever you are. She had found this blog post about this woman that described like all of her year goals. She would take all of the things that she wanted to accomplish that year, all the goals, the things that were going to go on, her dreams, her hopes, all that stuff. And she would find one word that kind of summarized everything that she wanted to do for that year. Just one word that would help her to stay focused on the goals and to stay on target for the things that she wanted to do. And she would take that word, she would put it around her her room, around her house, all those types of things to help remind her of that one word. I saw recently um, that you can actually like buy custom made jewelry now that has your one word on it, right? Um, Like you can pick one word and put it on for a necklace, a charm, a bracelet, things like that. And I think that idea is kind of catching on. But this was a number of years ago that my sister suggested this to me. And she was talking about how excited she was to pick her very first word for the year. And again, it was just this one word that summed up all of the dreams and the goals and the hopes that I had for the year. Beginning in November, she would kind of think about this word, think about the things that she wanted to do for the next year. And being a planner, I am a total planner. I loved this idea. I loved the idea that I could come up with one word that would summarize, that would keep me anchored, keep me focused, help me to stay on track, and something that I could use all throughout the year in different ways. So I've been doing this for a number of years now. Um, I just wanted to share with you some of the words that I've chosen over the over the time, over this time that I've been doing this. So one of the very first words I chose was congruent. And the idea that I wanted my actions and my words to be more congruent with each other, to kind of line up better. Um, one of the words I chose was action. I did a lot, I'm a planner, right? I do a lot of planning and sometimes I do not always execute those plans. I might have the very best of intentions but I don't always follow through. And so one year I chose the word action. I wanted to do things that year. I didn't just wanna plan or think about things. I actually wanted to do things. One year I chose the word brave. It, um, it was a really difficult year for me in a lot of different ways. And I chose the word brave. I wanted to be brave. I wanted to do the hard things. I wanted to dig in and, and be brave and not shrink from what I wanted to accomplish with my life. A few other words I've chosen are forward, moving forward, uh, hope. I wanted to build hope in my life around a few things. Those are just a few of the words. 
But in 2014, so just a few years ago, 2014, the word that I chose for the year was intentional. At that time, I felt that my life was more like a string of discrete events that I hoped would get me to where I wanted to be, but I wasn't sure. And it wasn't, what I wanted was a series of thoughtful decisions and actions that led me to somewhere very specific. I wanted to be more intentional with my life. I wanted to make sure that I was moving in a direction, that I wasn't just doing a bunch of really good things that I wanted to do that I thought were really good things, but that didn't get me anywhere, that didn't add up. So again, in November, December-ish, I started looking up that word intentional and gathering some thoughts on what intentional really meant as I started to set my goals and my hopes and my dreams for the year. So dictionary.com defines intentional as being done on purpose. Something being done on purpose. Some of the synonyms for the word intentional are deliberate, calculated, premeditated, willful, designed, considered, done on purpose, intended, or meant. Some of these words really, really stuck with me. Designed, considered, intended, meant, deliberately or deliberate. I I had found myself the year before doing things and then the the end result was not what I meant it to be. And so when I decided on this word, one of the words that really kind of struck with me was this whole idea of being meant. I meant to do that. I meant to do that and I understood some of the consequences of that, right? These words to me, designed, considered, intended, meant, deliberate, These to me are all very impactful words. They are words of power. They are words you use when you really mean something. I've considered something. I've designed it. I meant it. I have a, these words have a lot of meaning to them for me. I wanted that for my life. I wanted impact. I wanted direction. I wanted considered, intended, deliberate action that moved me in the direction I wanted to go. So the word I chose for that year, 2014, was intentional. I wanted an intentional life. I started by collecting some quotes about intentionality. One of my favorites comes from Glenda Cloud, and she says, change is inevitable, but growth is intentional. There's no but in her comment, by the way, just so you know. It says, change is inevitable, growth is intentional. And I I totally believe that. In 2014, I was a few years into recovery and I was learning and changing for sure. I was changing and I was learning a lot of things. My life was changing. I had just moved um, states. A lot of things were changing in my life, but that didn't always equate to growth. Change does not equate to growth. Change is inevitable. Our lives are going to change. Things are going to happen. The weather changes. Everything changes in our lives. We grow older. People change. People die. People are born. Everything changes in our lives. But that doesn't equal growth. Growth has to be intentional. We have to be very intentional about our growth. And I loved that idea that change is inevitable, but growth is intentional. I liked this one as well. This was just a quote that I found on the internet. um, No real name associated with it. But it said, live less out of habit and more out of intent. 
I loved that idea, like living less out of habit and more out of intent. Because I felt like at that point in my recovery, so I had been in recovery about three years at that point, and a lot of the things I was doing at that point were out of habit. I had designed some very, you know, some routines and some things to help me stay sober, to help me um, stay in recovery, all those types of things. And they had become habits that I was using in my life. But I hadn't really stopped to evaluate if they were really getting me where I needed to go, right? Like I was doing them out of habit over and over and over again, but I I wasn't really looking at the intent behind it, you know? My spiritual practice, the intent behind spiritual practice is staying connected to my higher power. Is, is that happening with what I'm doing? You know, the intent behind my daily routine that I have is to stay sober and grounded is that really happening with what I'm doing? And in 2014, because of this word intentional, I up, I leveled up a lot of my recovery routines, a lot of my recovery habits. I leveled them up because I wanted to be more intentional. I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was, was that the intent behind what I was doing was being accomplished. Does that make sense? So I was really excited about that. And that was a quote that really helped me. Live less out of habit and more out of intent. Another affirmation that I wrote and put up around my house was this one. It says, I will live, love, act, and speak out of intention. So I will live, love, act, and speak out of intention. And I just love that idea, and I still repeat that a lot to myself, that I will live, love, act, and speak out of, atten- out of intention, that I, I don't just say things off the cuff, right, that, I, that I'm thoughtful about the way that I approach my life, the way that I approach the way that I love people, the way that I act, the way that I speak, that I'm thoughtful and mindful about those things, and that they're intentional, The last quote that I found that I used a lot, I had lots of quotes. I probably had 15 or 20, but I just picked these four because I really, really liked them. So this fourth one just said, um, 10 years from now, make sure you can say you chose your life, that you didn't settle for it. That was another idea that really drove this idea of being intentional for me. So 10 years from now, make sure you can say you chose your life and you didn't settle for it. At that point in my life, I felt like I was settling for a lot of things, um, and I felt like my recovery, or my because of my addiction, I wasn't able to accomplish the things that I wanted to, or um, that was always going to hold me back. Um, just a variety of things of negative thoughts that I had that were really kind of stopping me and holding me back in my life, and I felt like 2014 was the year I really started to change that. Um, it got a lot different as I've gone forward, but 2014 was kind of the year that I look at as a catalyst of when I decided I was going to choose my life and be intentional about that and not just settle for it. These are just a few of the inspirational quotes that I surrounded myself as I tried to make, I surrounded myself with as I tried to make a more intentional life. There were so many great things that happened that year. I've shared a few things with you. One of the things I really focused on with intention that year was my recovery. I became really intentional about recovery. I started to look at everything that I was doing in recovery and looking at the intent behind it and making sure that my actions were meeting that intent. Like I said with my spiritual practice, if my spiritual practice, my intent of my spiritual practice is to feel connected to my higher power, then I had to evaluate 
what I was doing and if that was connecting me to my higher power. There were some things I had to change. There were some things that dropped out of my spiritual practice. There were some things that fell into my spiritual practice. There were some things that I just had to tweak a little bit and I felt a lot more connected to my higher power. And so looking at every aspect of my recovery, I was three years into recovery. I had just had my year mark of sobriety the December before, and I really wanted my recovery to be more intentional. Intentional. I feel like I'm slurring my words today. I hope that it's not that way. I hope it doesn't sound that way to you. Anyway, a few things that changed. I told you about my spiritual practice. A few other things that changed. I committed full time to a local therapist. Prior to that, I had been going back and forth between my old therapist in Seattle and a new therapist here in Salt Lake. And I was really struggling with that. Uh, it was actually that summer, I, I knew that I kind of wanted to move to a new therapist, but I was scared and there were just a lot of things, a lot of issues. And that summer of 2014, my therapist from Seattle was here in in Salt Lake and we were able to kind of meet in person and do a session in person in my office at work. That was a little weird, but it was really good actually. It was really good, but it was like weird to be talking about some of those things, you know, at work in my office. Anyway. Point being, I sat in that office with him and was like, oh yeah, this is a whole lot different. Recovery or therapy, therapy is a whole lot different in person when you're sitting in the same room than when you're just on Skype or on the phone like I had been with him. And so it was, I made that decision to move full time to a therapist here in, in Salt Lake. And it has been the best decision I made. Um, really, really great for me in a lot of different ways. I also that year started a women's meeting here locally for the 12-step fellowship that I'm a part of. I was missing, I had been missing my group in Seattle that I had been a part of and and so I knew I needed a women's group here but there wasn't one and I'd complained about it for a long time and so finally in 2014 I decided I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to start a women's group here in Salt Lake. And it, I've not, I haven't looked back. It's been the best thing. In fact, when I was at our meeting on Saturday this last week, I sat in that room. You know, we started with three of us. There were three of us when we started um, in 2014. Three people. And now, um, you know, we have usually between 12 and 15. And this last week, I sat there in that room. There were There were seven of us. It was kind of a smaller meeting. But every single one of us had a year or more of sobriety. And when we started that meeting, I was the only one that had really any sobriety. And I was so excited to be sitting there with these amazing women who all have a year or more of sobriety. And that started in 2014 when I decided to be intentional about my recovery and to find and meet my needs as far as starting a women's group here in Salt Lake. It's been awesome. The third thing I did was I started sponsoring more. I started really digging deep with the women and learning about them and trying to help them. And that has changed my recovery more than anything else. Being able to witness for other women, being able to see them, being able to spend time with them. And in 2014, I became really, really intentional about that and really tried to, to focus on these women and how I could help them. Another there were also just personally in 2014, some really massive shifts for me, understanding my own trauma, understanding my aversion to things and to people, 
there was a lot of healing that happened for me that year. Personal healing around my family, around my relationships, trauma, work, other things. Just so much healing in 2014. I really look at that as a catalyst year in my recovery. And I attribute that to the fact that I became really, really intentional. And I'm getting really emotional just talking about that. 2014 was an amazing year for me in recovery. There were some really difficult things that happened that year as well. I had just started a new job that was really challenging and required me to travel more and more and more and more and more. And that was difficult. I stumbled through letting go of some relationships that weren't really healthy for me. I lost my great aunt that year, who is a woman who was really like a grandmother to me in so many ways. And I was really close to her and, uh, and losing her was difficult. And through all of these challenges and all of this healing and all of this change that happened, I felt intentional. I felt like I knew where I was going and what was happening. I felt like I was present because I was working to be present. I was trying to be intentional about being present. I felt that there were tie-ins and themes and the deliberate action that I could see throughout my life and throughout the way that I was responding to things. I didn't rush into things. I slowed down and I did the right thing. I worked each month to be more and more intentional and specifically in like my words and my actions. It changed me. It totally changed me. As I reflected on what I wanted to share with you at our upcoming event in July in Seattle, I thought about the word intentional. I thought about that year, 2014, that really changed my recovery, that really helped me to be different. And I thought about that word intentional. And so in our upcoming event in July in Seattle, we have named this event Intentional Recovery. Healing happens on purpose. And I'm really excited to share with you just really quickly those three speakers that are going to be speaking with us in July. Because I think that these three topics are three of the topics that really helped me be more intentional. And I think that they can help you in your relationships to be more intentional and in your recovery. Being intentional is what changes us. When we just haphazardly start doing things, it causes problems. But when we can be intentional, that's what really changes us. So we have three speakers. First in the morning, we're going to hear from Dr. Aaron Glade. Now, he was my therapist when I was living in Washington. If, you've, if you're a listener, a regular listener, you know that already. And he was my very first therapist in recovery. If you haven't listened to him before or you're not familiar with him, he has been my guest for four different episodes. So you can look up episodes 50 and 52. These were the episodes I did about my five-year anniversary in recovery. And I interviewed Aaron and talked to him a little bit about my own recovery journey. It was fun to reminisce with him and discuss our very first few appointments. So you can listen to him on 50 and 52. You can also listen to him on episodes 66 and 68. These were episodes that I interviewed him about trauma and addiction. I learned so much from Aaron about trauma and addiction and how those two things interact. And so episodes 66 and 68, I brought to you an interview with him about those two topics. Aaron is a trauma specialist. He works with trauma on both sides of addiction. Whether you're the addict or you're the partner of the addict, he is there to help you work on your trauma. 
At our event in July, Intentional Recovery, he's going to be addressing the topic of trauma repetition. What is it? How do we do it? And how do we stop? As I've dug deeper into my own into my own recovery and into this whole addiction field as I work forward with worth recovery, I've learned more and more about trauma. And one of the things I've learned is about the various ways we play out our trauma in repetition. It is not always what you think. I know for me, it's not always been what I think. I've always thought about trauma repetition as something happened to me and then I do the exact same thing to someone else. But that's not the case, ladies and gentlemen. Trauma repetition can come in many different forms. And I'm super excited to hear from Aaron about this topic. Many of you ask me about this all the time, and I want to give you some resources about it because I am not the expert. But Aaron will be able to help us kind of dig through that and give us some ideas on trauma repetition. Later in the morning, we're going to hear from Heidi Kinsella. Heidi is brand new to our lineup this year, and I'm super excited to have her join us. Because she's brand new, I'll give you a little bit of information about her background. Heidi's been actively involved in the recovery community for about 25 years. She currently practices at Pacific Behavioral Health in Seattle, Washington. Previously, she was at Gentle Path at the Meadows, where she trained right alongside Dr. Patrick Carnes, who is considered the pioneer in sex addiction treatment, right? I've read, I think, every one of his books. No, I haven't read The Gentle Path Through the Twelve Principles yet, but it's on my list. I'll get there. She also had the pleasure of working with Dr. Claudia Black, who is an innovative clinician whose work involves examining the impact of chemical dependency and sex addiction on the family. So during her time at Gentle Path, Heidi worked in the capacity of both primary and family therapist, and she also led many lectures on the topics related to sex addiction and family dynamics. I'm super excited to have Heidi join us. Uh, She is certified as a mental health counselor in the state of Washington. She's also a CSAT therapist. You know, if you listen to me, you know how much I love CSAT therapists. All three of our speakers are CSAT therapists. Heidi earned her bachelor's degree of arts from the University of Washington and her master's degree from Argosy University. So I'm super excited to have Heidi join us. Um, And I know I had a recently I had a, a woman who purchased a ticket and she emailed me and she said, oh, my gosh, Heidi's on your lineup buying a ticket now. So that's how exciting people excited people are about having Heidi um, at our event. So I'm super excited. You won't want to miss her. Heidi is going to be speaking to us about relationships, about being more intentional in our relationship in, in our relationships. Her presentation is titled Healing Your Relationship, How to Show Up Differently in Order to Earn Back Trust. I'm super excited to hear from Heidi. She has amazing knowledge and background. She has worked extensively with couples in the reconciliation and disclosure processes of recovery addiction. She's going to talk to us about a question I get asked all the time, which is, how do I even out my relationship? How do I earn back trust in my relationship? Some of the questions I get is, my spouse feels like he has the trump card. Will that always be the case? Heidi's going to give us some concrete skills about how we can intentionally work to heal our relationships. And I am really excited to have Heidi join us. I've spoken with her many times on the phone and she's going to be an awesome addition to our lineup. Okay, our afternoon speaker is going to be Stacy Sprout. Stacy is also a CSAT therapist and she's the author of Naked in Public, 
a memoir of recovery from sex addiction and other temporary insanities. When I was in Seattle last summer, I was fortunate to spend some time with her and interview her for the podcast as well. You can look up the, that interview in episodes 56, 58, and 60. So it was so long, we had to do three parts. It was awesome. We had a great discussion about her book, her own personal recovery journey, and her current uh, CSAT practice and her current relationship. Stacy, I would consider is definitely one of my heroes, and I'm so grateful that she has agreed to speak and share time with us. I'm also super excited about her topic because Stacy will be speaking about healing our sexuality, moving sex from the profane to the sacred. Another question I get asked a lot about is sex. I get emails where people ask me, will I ever have good sex again? Or will I ever have sex again at all? Some in relationships ask how about how to heal their sexual relationship. I'm not the expert on this, ladies. I wish I was, but I'm not. And I'm so grateful that Stacy wanted to address this topic and speak to us about sex and about healing our sexuality. I've included the links to all of these amazing CSAT therapists in our show notes and on the website, and you can learn more about them there. In addition to these three great speakers, we'll have some group activities where you can get to know each other and build your circle of support. We will also have a catered lunch so you can chat over lunch and get to know each other a little bit more informally and a little bit better. This event is only six weeks away. I can't even believe that. It's just six weeks away. Early bird pricing is still in effect. So you can buy your ticket right now for this amazing event. Three hours of CSAT therapy for $89 on the website. www.worthrecovery.com. Look for the events tab at the top or just slash events. Either way you can find it. I hope you'll be joining us if you live in the area. Or even fly in, which is what I'll be doing. Shannon's also going to fly in and join us there. So I'm really excited for this great event. It's going to be awesome. Most of all today, though, I hope that you reflect about the intentionality of your recovery. Are you doing your recovery on purpose with deliberate, planned, designed actions? Or are you just kind of half-assing it? You know, throwing things at the problem, hoping that something sticks? Maybe you've read a million books, but you haven't actually done what they recommend. Maybe you're struggling with being really honest about what it is that you're doing. Maybe you're trying things and when they don't seem, when you don't seem to see immediate results, you kind of shy away and try something else. If that is you, maybe it's time to really approach recovery from a more intentional mindset, to be more intentional about your recovery. Remember from earlier today, change is inevitable, but growth is intentional. I will love, live, act, and speak out of, atten- out of intention. Today, decide and be more intentional about something today. Get on the website. If intentional recovery is something that's interesting to you and you want to be more intentional, get on the website and join us in Seattle. Because it's going to be awesome. And I cannot wait to be with you guys again in Seattle and to spend some time with you in recovery. As always, ladies, I want you to remember that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how you feel today, no matter where you're at, no matter what's happening, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. You're worth the effort. You're worth the time it takes to be more intentional. You are worth it. 
keep up the fight. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to stay engaged in the struggle. I know different things come up and trigger you because that is my life. I live that every day. I know that it's difficult, but I also know that I'm worth it and I know that you're worth it. So I hope today that you remember that. Also remember that I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.